Hello and welcome to The Fast Podcast, a place where we aim to break down stigmas around mental health one conversation at a time. I'm G Atkinson and each episode I'll be joined by a special guest. We'll tell stories, ask questions and speak openly about the experiences we've had. We're The Fast Movement and together we're fighting against suicidal thoughts. Hello and welcome to the Fast Podcast. Today I'm joined by one of my bezies, Daisy, <laughs> and we're going to talk about life, talk about all the good things, all the bad things, and all the things in between, whatever they may be. I'm going to talk a little bit about, well, I mean, I'll probably just let us get on with the podcast, but the main thing I'm going to talk about is bloody finishing uni and the fabulous life you promised after that and the struggles that come with it but Daisy if you'd like to introduce yourself uh who are you and where have you come from <laughs> like I'm on blind date <laughs> I'm Daisy I've come from not very far from Warrington um I'm 25 I don't know what else to say about myself what's your three favorite things in life bloody hell on, I'm on the beer, I don't think I should say <laughs> <laughs> um my three favorite things in life oh god I can only think about things I probably shouldn't say on the podcast no it's fine say it anything's allowed on here sex number one okay love friends number two <laughs> but sex is just straight up number one <laughs> dogs number three so Daisy tell us a little bit about what you did at uni because I'm going to go back to uni because that's kind of the first time that we proper got to know each other yeah so I went to a tiny uni in Leeds um that no one's ever heard of it's called Leeds Trinity um I went and did media studies um and I did that because I did it at school and did it at college and I really enjoyed it and I was pretty good at it and I went straight after college um which now I kind of regret. But For what reason? Because I think if I hadn't gone straight away, I might not have gone. And I think maybe that was probably the better idea for me. Not that it was bad. I did enjoy it. And I obviously learned a lot. Um, but I don't know that that going to uni benefited me in any sort of way. It's interesting you say that because I often look back on uni and I had like mixed experience. I had a good time ultimately overall, but I had bad times through it. Yeah. Like, especially first year, I struggled a mm. lot because I was like, what have I done? I've come to the worst uni ever. And <laughs> you did go to Preston. Exactly. <laughs> but I just like had a really struggle, but, and I'd, I would, as especially as soon as I finished, I'd all, I was one for saying oh I would never tell anybody to go to uni always think the other, op- the other options but mm. then where I am now I'm grateful that that's my pathway in life but oh yeah I'm intrigued so why did you think you had to go to uni I didn't think I had to I don't know I just it just I didn't think of any really other option it wasn't like I had to go and it wasn't like my parents forced me to go my sister my older sister had gone and I knew my parents had done it. And I just think it was just kind of like, you go to uni. And I think my sister had such a good time as well. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go. And it's going to be great. And it was. Obviously, it was fun. But it just wasn't, I don't know. Now, I think now looking back on it, and especially after, like, the years after, I'm kind of like, I didn't really need to do that. And it's not even about the money because, I mean, we'll ever pay it back. Who really knows? <laughs> Yeah, hopefully no, I love not getting that <laughs> post saying yeah you're in 45 grand's worth of debt and it's going up every day I know. nice <laughs> I, I have paid back how much did I say I'd paid back something like seven pound the other month pretty few members well I worked out the other day when I got my letter through that I'm actually paying back every month less than what it's getting interest on so it's something like every month you get it's like £100 interest or something and I'm paying back like 80 something pounds. I don't even read those letters so I think, do you know what? I know. You're probably never going to get it back. For me, I, I was the first year that it had gone up. So yeah. the year before, us were all three grand or whatever it was. Some absolute pennies. 
Yeah. And we had to pay like nine grand a year. I know. But do we actually? That's the thing. Do we actually have to pay that? Not do we have to, obviously it's going to come out of our banks bit by bit. But yeah, but it's not like we are in... I don't think of myself as being in debt yeah. by 50 odd grand. Oh. Thank, thank God, because imagine <laughs> if we did. I know, we're waking up every day in a hot sweat. I know. So what was, what was the best thing you got out of uni then? I think learning the things that you don't realise you're learning. If you ask me right now, did I learn anything that I've used since uni? I can't think of anything. But that's because I've not gone into anything really to do with my course. I've not gone gone straight to a job and been like, I learned all these skills and I'm going to use them every single day. So going on to that side of things, straight away after you finish uni, were you in this mindset that you would go into something to do with your course? Was that the plan in your head to do that? No. I think with unis, well, with my uni definitely, and I think with most unis, so my uni like celebrates this whole thing that it had... Um, a 98% success rate that of people getting jobs after uni, which okay. at the time it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. Like I'm gonna go and get my course and the world is gonna be like, come and work for me because <laughs> you are amazing. You've got, you've got a degree, you are, however old you are, 21 or whatever age you are, you're an adult and you're gonna be amazing. And I was like, yeah, everyone's gonna want me. Um, but and I thought yeah I'll do something to do with my degree but also I've got a degree so it's you know people will be like you know well you've you've done that and then that shows a lot so that shows commitment yeah it wasn't that I was like I did media studies so it was like really broad so I did radio I did tv I did you know journalism it wasn't that I was like right, I'm gonna go and go and work in tv but even I did things like social media where I was like yeah I could do definitely do something like that it wasn't that I thought, oh, I'm definitely going into that, but I definitely thought that I was I, I was going into something when I finished. But when I when I when I did finish, I went back to work. I was working at a, a bar the whole of my uni life back at home, and I thought, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go work there, work for however long, go travelling, and then that's when. I'm gonna get my job, the job that everyone wants me. Everyone's gonna want me because <laughs> you were promised They're that. Gonna want, yeah, because you've got a ninety-eight percent rate. Yeah, ninety-eight success rate of people getting employed. Yeah, well, I was employed after uni. I had a bar job. No, that's a bad thing. But well, yeah, obviously everyone's in, people are employed because that's on it. Otherwise, it's unemployment. You don't think of it as in that two percent are unemployed. You think that oh, that's that ninety-eight percent. Everyone got the job that they wanted after uni. Yeah. I think it's hard because you do almost think that once you've got this degree that you will be able to go anywhere and that people will want you because at the end of the day, you're 17 years old when you decide what what uni you want to go to. Mm. And if somebody's telling you at that age, when you come out of this degree or when you finish this degree and you've got one, you know, you'll be able to get a job in what you want to do why would you not believe that and why would you not think oh well of course that's gonna happen and I think that's for me why I didn't ever think of another route to go down because it was like oh you go to uni then you get a job Mm -hmm. and I think as well like in especially in school in, in education um and as well with like not I think a lot of like parents like my, my parents are in their 60s now like people went to uni and that was like a huge thing it's like that was that was the most celebrated option was to go to uni that's what not that it was bad to do anything else but it was never like oh well, did you ever think about doing this go and do an apprenticeship or that was like the done thing to go to uni after you'd finished yeah. college or sixth form or whatever it may be that was like the done thing and it was yeah. like you said it was a celebrated thing like there was only certain people that could get into uni and obviously mm. funds as well mm. if you could fund to go it yeah. was seen as like a privilege and it's not that it's not and it's not that you know everyone goes and it's a really bad idea for everyone but i think the other ideas especially in like school and college like a couple of my friends went and did apprenticeships, but like I didn't really understand where they even got that from. Yeah. Like, how do you even think about going to do that? Unless I think it's a lot of trade work. Like a friend who's an electrician, and he went and did one, which was amazing for him. That took years. Mm. I finished uni, and I remember like looking for jobs, and 
thinking that I was maybe going to have to go and do an apprenticeship or like a trainee thing. So I've just been to uni and like learned yeah. this, but nobody's actually bothered about that. Because see, for me, I took a year out after my second year and the only reason I did was because I really wasn't enjoying uni. I was struggled a, quite a lot being there because mm. I wasn't happy. Like obviously I had nice friends around me, mm. but I struggled. I just wasn't happy there. Yeah. So I was like, if I have another year here and to do my final year in this mindset, then I'm gonna A, probably be very depressed and B, just wanna get it over and done with. So yeah, I'll not really do care the, how you yeah, do. I'll do the bare minimum. So I took a year out and luckily enough, I got the odd work experience. And then going back to third year, I did have a you different You got mind. really good work experience. <laughs> it was the odd one. You and smashed I, that year. Uh, well, I just feel like, somehow got a bit lucky and then one thing led to another but for me then going into third year I had a different mindset and you know I was a bit more yeah. kind of driven to Refreshed. just go there and get get the best I could mm-hmm. mark wise but then after uni it was almost like I had my foot in the door because I'd got experience yeah. and I'm, even now I think back and I'm like that's so bizarre that the reason that I took that year out was not to do that yeah it was probably the complete opposite because yeah. i was like i can't go here otherwise i will be sad yeah and yet that, you made it out so positive without yeah. even meaning to but who tells you obviously i never yeah. heard of any i think one guy i mean my course literally had 12 people on it but one guy took a year out no did he he was going to take a year out, but that was for, for money reasons. Because yeah. he couldn't he couldn't support himself. But I, when I say before that, if I wish I'd not taken a year before I went, I don't mean that I would never have gone. But I probably would have thought after working full time for a whole year, I think I would have thought more about what I was doing there and why I was going. Yeah, I think now I I used to work with a guy at the the last place I used to work. And he's whatever nineteen now, but he is really clever and took a year out. Um, was going to go and do engineering, which is what his dad did. But he was like, I'm not sure that's what I want to do, and like, that's such a clever idea to actually yeah. go. Do you know what? I'm actually just going to go and work in this pub for a year, try earn money, and then see. Do I really want to do that? Because it is a big commitment, and you can like for me, I smashed my cut. Like I did really well, and like towards the end my first year I did terrible but all the partying years, and like vodka shots and whatnot. <laughs> I know I let you go to uni and people were like have you done so oh god that that work I'd be like what are you on about <laughs> like, what work I was like the little gimp that didn't even couldn't even down my drink though I was like, everyone was like shut 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 I was like yeah I'm just gonna go to my room and I'd be like oh my god I can't drink vodka be holding my nose in my bedroom like come on be cool what doing the shots in your bedroom yeah mate I could not do it in front of people because I was like I'm gonna bath everywhere <laughs> so you go into your room do money by yourself and then bath by yourself <laughs> and then have a pizza living my best life no wonder I bloody hated it <laughs> but no that's interesting because he's obviously for example he's took a year out because he wanted to find out what he wanted to do and mm. then go from there but, but then also I do feel that then some people get stuck earning money because that's money is the best thing to have annoyingly and if you're 18 i think at, and you're earning full yeah, wage i think I, at that age or even at our age obviously it's nice to have money because it allows you to do certain things in life but mm-hmm. i think especially at that age it's hard to then decide to yeah. go back into education to not earn money yeah. you, you kind of see that side of it and you're like okay well I'll and then you got offered in. a supervisor position mm. and then you got offered a manager's position which is absolutely great if that's what you want to do but i had been offered like positions like that before and i was like that's not what i want to do so i'm not going to do it yeah so it is a fall into things and then suddenly you're doing something that you actually never planned on doing if you enjoy it that's amazing but if you actually don't love it you're just stuck in a bit of a rut you're then stuck aren't in a you? rut because you, because of the money 
So when you were looking for jobs after uni, talk us through the process that you went through and you know how you were feeling going through that process because mm-hmm. anybody that's had to apply for jobs it's not exactly the nicest process in the world no. especially when you go for that interview and then they just decide to not fucking reply to you that's always nice <laughs> so i came out from traveling then um it was just before christmas like november and um, i was like right i'm gonna you know work christmas get that money back so i owed money and then i was like and then time for my job that 86 i'm doing it yeah <laughs> january come out and then i started applying for jobs and like just really like things and it's so weird i think i find when when you're applying for jobs it's because you know you read these things and it's like yeah i can do that apply for it and i'm i was applying for quite a lot of jobs and i wasn't not hearing back from anywhere and I feel like annoyingly for me, like when I was six, I got my first job when I was sixteen, worked front of house in a pub, so waitressing, bartending, whatever, done that for the whole way until after uni, was still doing that. And I did work experience at uni, like for our uni, it was really good because you had to, one of the courses for first year and second year, you had to go and do work experience, That's really which good. is a really good yeah. thing. But I think as well because my course again was so broad, my work experience was broad. So when I started applying for jobs even though it was stuff I knew I could do, I literally just got absolutely nowhere. Like, no one was bothered. I must, and honestly, in about two years after I finished uni and I was working, you know, in pubs, I had, I don't know, I would say 10 interviews, maybe less. Like, literally just nothing. And and maybe it was... How did those interviews go when you did them? Did you hear back from them or...? No, most of them. No, pretty... No. God, I don't even know if any of them. Most of them I didn't hear back from. And I think it's really hard, like... I don't know. Because for me as well, like, my, my, my dad's amazing and, and he'll help me so much and always have wanted to because he's done really well and he's hired people and he's looked at a million CVs and stuff. And then at first, like, I always want that help and I was always really scared, like, well, I don't want someone else doing it because then when they meet me, they might go, well, that wasn't you who was writing that or whatever. And I don't know, like, going to, applying for so many jobs. Applying for jobs is a full-time job. Yeah. On that scale. And it's draining as well. Like, it how did draining. it make you feel when you were going through that process? I hated it. I would literally be like, so words in, like, a bar pretty much. Well, yeah, I'm saying pretty much, was pretty much. So I'd start at five o'clock at night, so I'd spend all my afternoon applying for jobs, and I'd have to go to work where I didn't want to be anymore because I thought I wouldn't be there at, the, at that time. It was so draining. And then people asking, like, you know, obviously my parents want me to do this, and then, but they might just see you. You sat on the couch watching TV applying for jobs. So then they're kind of like, well, you're not you're not doing it enough or whatever. And they're, and they're not probably like that, but in my head, I don't know. It, it became so negative for me because nothing positive was coming from it. Just nothing was coming up from it at all. It wasn't even nothing negative. Just nothing. Like yeah. No one would either, you know, I didn't even get a call back or an email or anything. Or if I did, I'd go to an interview and hear nothing back. And it was just like, you just question everything about yourself. And it's like, nobody wants me. It's 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 so hard. It's so horrible. Because you know, I, I, you'll apply for these jobs. And it's like, I know I can do this. And then you, you always keep telling you, no. And I do this always, like, you know, it's other people, other people are applying for these jobs and, and they're more experienced or whatever. But then it's like, trying to get experience is so hard again i need to earn money and i want money i can't just not have a job and do work it's been working experience because i would hate my life if i couldn't go out on the weekend and all, all i was doing was applying for jobs all day especially if you're in that negative it. space and like you said if you're in a negative mindset applying for jobs mm. and everything that's coming from it is quite negative if you know you have to then put yourself in a positive situation and if that is spending your weekends with your friends and going out at the weekend and you want to be able to do that and yeah. if money allows you to do that and why would you put yourself in 
almost a worse position yeah to live a life which is ultimately going to make you upset yeah i got in such a bad place where i was like because i was just so i mean you just like think that end up thinking that you are just the worst and i think when you see like and it's so hard when always try not to look at other people and compare yourself because I know that is the worst thing to do in the world but I can never help it especially then at this time you know when I went from one um sort of job working sort of front of house and then I went had to I'd been there for so long and that was god I don't know was that that was two years after I'd finished uni I was there for applying for jobs maybe not that long a year and a half or whatever and then I was like I need to go somewhere else just need a new thing but and in these places you know I live where I went to school so you see people from school and because I was hating what I was doing so much I was just feeling so negative when I'd see people I knew I was just thought I just end up getting this mindset and I remember saying going out one night and I was with my boyfriend and I was a bit drunk and but I kept I just had this mindset where like I ended up getting so like not paranoid but I just thought that in my head everyone thought what everyone thought about me so in my head I thought everyone thought that I wasn't going anywhere and I couldn't do anything and that I also wasn't trying to because I was still working in these places where even working in front of house in pubs and and working in hospitality is absolutely amazing if that's what you want to do then that's amazing because I didn't want to do it I felt so negatively about it that I hated working there and every single time people even I said to, I remember saying to my boyfriend Lich said I know what you think of me I know what my friends think of me I know what everyone else thinks of me I know they think I'm stupid and he was like what are you on about and I was like everyone thinks I'm stupid they don't think I can like get a new job or they don't think I can do anything else how bizarre then that your thoughts about yourself yeah. was almost overtaking what yeah. you and I felt honestly was thought, projected. I honestly thought that everyone thought that about me. And I think because my my because obviously no, I don't mean like my dad, but because he wanted it so much for me and that he would get not annoyed at me or, or anything like that, but he he was trying to push me like he wanted to help me so much that I ended up backing off so much that I just felt like I just got this completely negative view of myself and I just thought that everybody else just thought I am like she like I don't know it was so weird so weird to think back on now because I don't feel like that at all anymore but at the time I just thought but I think it's as well because you see people that you've not seen in a couple months and it's like what are you up to and it's always like well I'm applying for jobs yeah what have we been doing since uni it's like for god's sake like I don't want to tell you yeah because I'm having a shit time, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting, though, because... And I think it's it's so hard to... If you're going through that in your own head, at the end of the day, something negative or whatever it is that you're thinking, that is on repeat every single day yeah. for however many if hours you're sat home applying for jobs every single day and not hearing anything back, going to work and then coming home and all you want to do is just cry. But it's so, like... Ugh. Because it is because you, because, because you don't hear anything back... Yeah, you just think so negatively on yourself that it makes you just your whole thoughts are negative. So I just thought that everybody else had a, this perception of me that I was stupid or that I couldn't. I don't know. I don't now. I think I don't really. I think God, maybe I don't like to think what I thought, but it was just like I just felt so negative, so horrible, so down that I just thought these things about myself. So I ended up didn't want my dad to help me. Didn't want any help from anybody because I thought. I am, I'm not as good as I think. So if someone tries to big me up, you were then pushing I'm them gonna away. get yeah, yeah, completely pushing away. Even now, I have tr- troubles with my dad, like trying to talk to me about applying for jobs and stuff. I just I don't know what it is. I need a psychiatrist to, to tell me, but I hate it. And I think it's because if then I don't want, I wouldn't want to apply for a job, and if someone else's input is there, and then. The only reason is because I've got that job or I've got that interview is because of somebody else, which is stupid because people help you and it's not all them. And it is still you. If you go to an interview, you're getting the job because of you. It's not because of your CV that someone to help you wrote. No, but I, I, I find that quite interesting because 
I do understand what you mean in the sense of if somebody else has helped you write something, then you know it's you not don't feel it's like not it's on you. you. But then maybe that is because of the fact that that's how you felt about yourself when you were applying for jobs. Yeah, that that's still with you. Yeah, and I think that's what's so frustrating when people don't get back to you because, like you said, you almost feel like oh, well, you know, I'm not even worth a reply. I'm not even mm. worth that phone call to say, like, you know, you didn't get the job, but you aided this good at this, but B, for whatever reason, you're not good at the job. Or, you know, that kind of a whole process of it, it's very, like, degrading of yourself yeah. when you're just going through it and you're like, what's going wrong? Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to ask yourself them questions and think, well, surely it's something that I'm doing wrong yeah. that I'm not getting the job because what else would you think of the reason but yeah and now i don't i don't see it as so like i don't feel like companies cannot get back to every single person that applies for a job i've been on indeed before and applied for a job and it it was like nearly 300 people had applied like and they shouldn't show you that either because that makes it even worse i do know what you mean but i disagree if you've gone for an interview yeah, if you've gone you to an interview. An oh, I think that is... I you cannot interview that many people that you can't send a, just... An, an just, automatic reply ema- yeah. to people that haven't got the, the interview. The email doesn't have to say anything specific. It just has to say you weren't successful. Because like you've just said then, if you go to a face-to-face interview and they're not even get to, getting back to you, of course you're going to think, I'm not even bloody worth that reply. Like, they yeah. literally thought so little of me that they can't tell me no mm-hmm. and they're going to keep me waiting. Like... It's massively mm. affects your mental health if you're going through that process. It's it's like if you went to meet. Okay, maybe this isn't the example. That's the best example. It's like if you went out to meet a friend and then you message them and say like, you know, had a great night, and then it was like, oh, okay, this is a shit example, but you know, you didn't hear anything yeah. from them. It's almost it's like, like, oh, they don't. Oh care god, did or... yeah, did did I do something yeah. wrong? Like, did something happen? Blah blah blah. blah. Mm. I definitely think if you have a face to face interview, just send an automatic email yeah. out send the same thing to everyone it literally doesn't matter you've already got three email yeah. you've already called them or you've already emailed them just one person in that company has to send it all back like that's absolutely fine but even if you if, if you think it went bad all good like it doesn't matter either way even if you thought it went bad not hearing for it and you know what the thing is i find as well is they always say you'll hear back in two weeks then why say that if you're not going to, if you're not successful? Don't yeah. bother saying that. I agree. Just say, like, we'll be in touch if you've been successful. Like, that's fine. If I'm not, then I'm not. I'm not going to hold out and wait for your email and keep, re- what do you call it, refreshing my emails, waiting for it. Sweating at the palms. I know. <laughs> so how did you stay out of, or not stay out of, because obviously it sounds like you you did get into a a negative mindset unfortunately throughout that process but how did you come back from that you know surely there was a point when you had to then tell yourself this isn't what my mates are thinking about me this isn't what my boyfriend's thinking about me this isn't what people are thinking about me because it wasn't what they they were thinking about you how did you kind of switch your mindset from thinking that I think at that time I was in the same job I've been through the whole of uni um, and that was like a that was a proper bar, so it was late nights and and when you when you're eighteen, that's so much fun. And I worked with my boyfriend, which was amazing. But then after a bit, it was like I'd worked there for like three and a half years. And then I think when I went to my next job, which was a pub where we both worked and all of our friends have worked, we knew loads of people there, which is really nice. Big up little manor, sorted us all out. <laughs> Still do love that Saturday discount. <laughs> <laughs> If you listen to this, we <laughs> definitely love that stuff. We love a sponsor. <laughs> Sponsored by the fifty percent off if you were an ex staff discount. Yeah. <laughs> so I went there and it was like just like refreshing, a new lease of life. I wasn't like you know, I was in a new job. Even though it was like sort of similar, same shit, different place after a bit. When you start a new job anyway, it's like, oh, you're meeting loads of new people. Like, it was really fun. And Different environment. Yeah, 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 yeah. I th- don't think that I was properly applying for jobs again then for the first couple of months I was there. And then I started again. And I think I think that, that helped me a lot, made me feel better. Because, it was because the place I was at before, I probably had a lot more responsibility and I was, I didn't have a, a rank per se. But I was kind of like 
a supervisor without the title. Right. Like they, I, I, oh, you no, had fact, them I, I'm not saying I was, I was, I was a supervisor pretty much. I was a team leader, whatever that is. But um, yeah. But then going to a new place, it was kind of just like I don't know. It was just completely different managerial and and everything was just so different that it kind of just felt i think learning something new anyway even though it learning somewhere new just makes you feel a bit better you're using your brain again rather than just using your brain to apply for jobs and yeah. you know clicking apply on indeed that's all you're doing i think that you makes know? such a difference though doesn't it when yeah. you actually have to stimulate your brain and even just like you said, it's if you're in a different environment, it's different people, it's different yeah. team, it's you know, there's different things you have to do. I bet once you've been in a job for like you said, you didn't want to necessarily be in that job mm-hmm. and it becomes something that you almost turn into a bit it's a bit robotic. Yeah. That's almost kind of adds to the negative side of things because it's you don't even really have to think about what you're doing. Yeah. I feel like I've gone there and I've been in such a negative place, like just in myself. I just I used to go home and just like cry when I was going like to bed and stuff. Like I, I was just like in such a bad place. I just felt awful. Just I don't know. It, 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 I th- don't even think you have to. Obviously, it was, it was because I wasn't getting a job and doing those things. But like sometimes there's feelings you can't even pinpoint them on things. It's just like I just feel awful all the time. Like, I just feel grim. Even when you were, even not when all the time, I mean, like you're out, you're having fun and stuff, but then like go home and I'd just be like, oh, you just, you just feel negative all the time. And then I think going there, I just felt a bit better. I can't even, like, I w- couldn't even tell you when those feelings sort of stopped, but I feel like they probably didn't until I got the job that I'm at, at currently, which was. So I applied for a meeting and events role, but got interviewed and they wanted me for a, uh, this is at a hotel, so a reservation, in-house reservations role. And I ended up going through, not really three interviews, but was meeting three different managers. Um, and then got the job in reservations, which like, I had literally never been happier. I cried after he called me and it's really? like yeah oh I cried I was just like even then it was the same things that they'd said oh um I had did I, have, I had two interviews because the reservations manager was on holiday when I had my first interview so I had two interviews and then they said obviously you know you're going to be hearing back within the next two weeks whatever it was obviously three weeks passed whatever it was you hadn't heard back and then suddenly I got the call and it was obviously because you know HR hadn't some whoever was in HR was off for two weeks but you don't know that so I just thought well I hadn't got the job so I think that was the first time apart from going to work at the little manor which wasn't an interview it was can I have a job and it was like yes because all my best <laughs> friends have worked there <laughs> literally I think there's like seven of us who have all worked there <laughs> I know all the bar staff <laughs> so that was the first time I'd ever been like oh someone had actually said like we want you to work for us yeah I never in my life had an interview like before I like before I finished uni and all of this and like just so I think after that I was like oh thank god I just felt such a relief even though it wasn't the job I applied for it was like a nine to five pretty much job in an office like learning something completely new like it was just so I was so happy but it was so refreshing for you as well and like you said the little manor and the place you were at before mm. the end of the day they're nice hospitality places to work for but but it was just so refreshing to just know bloody hell it was worth applying for all these places because i'm actually gonna do something that's gonna make me think make me learn and i'm gonna be somewhere that's on the career pathway i want to go on to someone knowing that i like because i think doing things like front of house hospitality which is great and like like i said i had that i went when i was 16 i started doing that so in between that and finishing uni why would i ever start a new job and going to uni so I think people completely pigeonhole you for doing things like that 
I think if you've only ever worked hospitality, people, even if you've only just finished uni and between two people are like, oh, that's all you've done. And it's like, well, yeah, of course that's all I've done. I saw when I was 16, I've been, uh, I've been going to college, I've been going to uni. Like, what did you want me to do in the meantime? Because I always thought to myself, I think it might have been after my first year of uni or, or midway through my second year of uni and I, it was halfway through deciding to take a year out. So it must have been after midway through second year of uni. I remember saying to my mum, I was like, I've got no experience. Mm. Like, I'm going to come out of uni and hate what I'm doing and I don't know what I'm going to do in the future and blah. And I said, you know... And I remember saying to her, you either go down the route of being in hospitality or being in a shop when you're young because that's where it will take you when you're young. Yeah. And so it's so... Like, of course you're not really going to get... You're not going to go and bloody be a designer in an agency I know, or yeah. like and planning. even like an assistant or anything like no i'm you're 16 years yeah. old you can do fuck all already you're not gonna you can barely even pick up a plate off a table <laughs> that's a hard task for uh, <laughs> many people <laughs> but, but i no. think especially when like for me definitely like i didn't know what i want to do i still don't know what i want to do so i think going to college going to uni and doing things you enjoy obviously is great but coming out of that and still not knowing what you want to do and i think maybe maybe it's also that employers can tell she doesn't know what she wants to do because what does it say on a cv there's not like this is exactly what i want to do and you can tell from my work experience this is what I want to do. I've never known what I want to do once you did a uni course where there was loads of different options, which I thought was a great thing, and it was a great thing to learn so much about different things. But you know, what's that um, saying? Um, Jack of all trades, <gasps> master of none. Master but of do none. you know what how it goes? No. So somebody told me this last year at El Dorado, and it changed my life. Because I always said I was a jack of all trades, master of none. You're not. You are not a um, jack of all trades, master of none. You can show. I'm, I'm not even a jack of all trades. I don't know why I'm mentioning that. <laughs> but it's like, you, but like you said at uni, you learn many skills in yeah. different areas. That's what my course was. You learned many skills in different yeah. areas, but you never excelled in one of them because yeah. you were never given the chance to. Yeah. And I think mine that, was so that end of the saying for all you people out there oh my god i can't wait it is you about to change my life honestly it changed my life jack of all trades master at none better than being a master at one oh well all right anti <laughs> bloody hell mate i was buzzing because well, i was... is it yeah yeah it, it depends it depends because i used to always think that I was alright slash average mm-hmm. at a lot of things. I pro- I still am. I'm no, but I think you, no, but your your all your things are at least sort of intertwined, wouldn't you say? Yes, definitely. Yeah, but but also the things that you do, you enjoy doing them all, and that's why you do them all. Do, do you know what I mean? Like you you, you didn't learn things at uni may be different, but you've taken a lot of things and you still use them all to this day. Whereas I went to uni, learned shit that I had to about journalism, which I didn't want to do, and then learned little bits and literally just learned little bits about all of them. And it should have been more like a progression that obviously you pick your subjects, but you can't, there's no, there was no choice to sort of pick one main thing. But see, I, because I thought that as soon as I came out of uni, because I really, I struggled in the sense of that I didn't know what I wanted to go into mm-hmm. because I'd been taught so many little things. Like, you know, we could be doing product design one week, magazine yeah. design the other week, and then it'd be like social media the other week, etc., 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 till you had about 30, 40 things that you had to do. Mm-hmm. And so when I came out of uni, I really, you know, at the end of the day, and I will always say it, that I was think that I don't believe in luck massively i think you put yourself in them situations that create your luck but mm-hmm. but i only got a job because it's where i'd gone for work experience yeah and they like happily had me but i went through the process of trying to find a job before that and i yeah. couldn't because i didn't have a bloody clue what i wanted to do because yeah. i'd never it had the chance to excel in any certain yeah. thing honestly the reason that it inspired me and made me feel so happy about life maybe that's a bit extreme but when i heard that better at being a master at what not yeah. at one 
at none. Don't be a master at none. I meant one. No, but it was because I was like, wow, like, yeah. you don't have to excel in one thing. Like, yeah. You can have little pockets of knowledge in different areas, and that's okay. Because I always thought, okay, I might do X, Y, and Z in work, but put me next to somebody that does that one thing, I am below them yeah, by yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. anything that i do on a daily basis yeah. i am not i can use photoshop but I, i'm not a bloody master I'm the minimum. in it yeah. yeah anything that i do i know the bare minimum to be able to do it mm-hmm. and i always saw that as a negative in myself but that is not it, it's not it was nice to know that that's not necessarily a bad thing you don't have to be like the best of the best you can just be the best that you want to be slash can be yeah and that was that's what I kind of took from that. Yeah. It was nice. I do think so. And I, when you said then about like um, the job you got after uni was because you went and did that work experience there. And I always felt like, no, no, I always felt like, I always have to, some people, and it's it's not luck because, but it is, no, but it is because you could have gone to that work experience, it could have been awful. Like I went to a few, I've, been, I've done maybe five work experiences, but nothing's come of them because the match wasn't right like what I've gone to some where you know it's three guys that just work there and and that's it they do their thing and that's that there's no openings for other people there's no sort of and that's maybe where I've picked or but it is it's not luck no it is luck I think that you can you can if you're going to put yourself out there and you go to the work experiences they leave a stick or they don't I agree and I think I mean, I was having this conversation with my boss the other day about luck because he said, do you believe in luck? And I kind of do when I don't. I think... I do when I don't. I do know what yeah. you mean. Like, you you, have... you don't get it. If you don't walk up, you don't walk down the street and someone says, oh, my God, come and work for me. You look, <laughs> you look so intelligent. You've got really nice shoes and I feel yeah. like you could definitely... Come. Can I, like, feel your aura from inside the <laughs> office? And I was like, do you want to come and work for us? But you could have gone and worked at 100 other work experiences. Even though that one didn't stick for you, that wasn't, you know, but it did teach you a lot and you ended up being able to get a job there. I think, like, you could have gone to, not 100 more, but do you know what I mean? You could have done quite a few where you learnt a little bit, but nothing came of it. I think if you... If you put yourself in them certain positions and you say yes to certain things and it creates a little bit more luck for you. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It doesn't come from nowhere. You have to you have to try and find that. You have to work hard and and things will happen or they won't. Either way, even if you try hard, you know, things won't happen. It can't happen for everybody. Yeah. I think it's grim when you put yourself in them situations and nothing comes from it because that's and then but then that's when sometimes people class themselves as an unlucky person yeah. when they put themselves in situations and it's mm-hmm. like well nothing is happening for me it's like when people apply for the lottery every week and nothing happens to them and they they don't win the lottery mm. and then they say that they're unlucky people it's not that they're unlucky people it's just it's that it's, it's, it's like 10 people could go for the same job or some 10 people could start the same work experience and it doesn't stick for everybody and it's not that they weren't good enough sometimes it's just not the old it's just not the same it's not the right thing for you like one person could get that yeah. job after the work experience it's not that the nine other people were unlucky it's just that for whatever reason that was not gonna mm-hmm. happen so i want to ask you about the good old living at home mm-hmm. i feel like we've had many conversations about this in real life even though this is real life so you still live at home, I still mm-hmm. live at home, but like you mentioned before, when you meet people you've not seen in a few months or a few years or whatever, especially like living where we live, yeah. we're still at home, we still kind of live in the same place that we grew mm. up. I mean, for me, especially a year ago, I almost found it almost weird to say, oh, I'm still living at home, because I thought it was a negative yeah. thing that I still lived at home. And I don't get now why I felt like that. But yeah. did you ever feel like that? Do you know what? I've not really. Like, at the minute, I feel like it's very two ways. I think with my friends, most of my friends now, I think 
it's probably now just starting to go more of a 70-30 split of people have moved out. Um, I think it depends. It it so depends where, where your life is and what you're doing. If I was in a job now that I enjoyed and that I knew was forever, I think I would be looking at moving out. But I am very lucky. I have it sound at home. So I have it I. so sound. My mum and dad just sort me out. And we get on really well. That's really good. And like, if I ever needed my own space, which I don't, do you know what I mean? I come from work and I'll have two of them and I'll watch TV with them and I'll go to bed. Like, I'm happy. And I go and stay at my boyfriend's once or twice a week. So that's nice. I have that sort of time off. And we, I mean, we're out Friday, Saturday pretty much. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So we're not on. A- <laughs> oh, yeah, have we? <laughs> I'm in bed at half past nine on a Sunday, thank you very much. <laughs> Straight after Love Island, 10 o'clock, I'm in bed. <laughs> but um, I think, I think for me, I think when I, when I, so I turned 25 in December and I just started working my first proper nine to five job and I had a bit of a, oh my God, what the hell? Because I was like, I'm 25. I'm living at home, but also I just started this nine to five, which I've never done before, which I love having the weekends and having the nights off. But I was like, I was in, like I mentioned before, doing reservations, which I hadn't applied for. It's not my forever job. And I was like, is this forever? And I said the same thing to my friend who uh, I went um, to Alton Towers with yesterday. Um, we were both saying, I was like, I said to him, like, is this forever? Is this me now, nine to five, every single day in an office until I'm in my 70s, until I can retire? And he said, but me and you just need to find what we love. We need to find something that we enjoy and then it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like the, the future of working, doing the same thing isn't scary anymore. And I was like, that is true. But I think for me, it's just the the whole nine to five thing as well. It's like, I think it's a scary thing, but you get, and I think when I, because I've always worked casual before, so you book off holidays when you want, because you don't get holiday pay anyway. But now it's like, you have 28 days, decide right now. It's almost like you for have the to whole plan, year. Your, plan your year. Yeah. yeah. And my managers have always been very like, make sure you book your holidays in because you're going to lose them and it's like why would I lose them can I just take a week off like next month when I want to like I don't have to book them in in January and that's it um but I have gone off topic from living at home <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry <laughs> no it's fine because it's like that is interesting um, that, and it's so true isn't it because that's almost like part of the scary thing of working nine to five that you have to think about that like for me I've never been in a nine-to-five job longer than this one and I only started last September yeah so for me this is the first year where I've actually had to think about my holidays and stuff mm. because before that you know I was either a working for myself or b wasn't in a job long enough to really have to book my think holidays off for the whole year but you know it is strange especially for me this year it's because I've had a lovely time away with my family and a few random occasions here and there, but now I've not got any holidays left. Yeah. Which is fine because that's that just how it is. scares me though. But yeah. It scares me. Like, when my, I, my mind's been like, you still got 13 holidays left to take, and it's like, I've still got six months left of the year. 13 days. 13 days is nothing. 13 days is no amount of time. And you're stressing that I haven't booked it off yet. Like, oh my God. Depresses me that for the rest... Do you know what I mean? It doesn't depress me, but do you know what I mean? Like, to think the rest of the year that these 13 days, I've got to book them off right now. And I'm like, that's only a week and a half. That doesn't seem to seem long enough that I can have off yet. But I do definitely think that once you've found a job where you are very much yeah involved in it yeah 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 
I feel lucky that I absolutely love my job. Yeah. But I also very much appreciate my holidays. Yeah. Because I think it's so important you to have, have them to. times off. Like there's certain jobs where you will have duvet days and it might be two, three days a year where you have a duvet day just to do absolutely nothing and they mm. almost embrace slash encourage people to have them days off. And yeah. I think that's so good for every person slash employee to do something like that. Yeah. Because obviously working is great and if you love your job amazing additional benefit and Mm -hmm. extra bonus but it's good for your brain to switch off and not do anything yeah i was thinking back to um um, talking about living at home as well and me feeling like i know i could live on my own i know i could even live with my boyfriend i could live with friends whatever but um it's where i am in my life and it's the same thing about working now. It's like, I still feel like I want to go travel in. I still want to go away. The only thing is I'm not earning enough money to save enough money to go travel in. But trying to move, If for me, if I go, okay, well, I'm moving out. I'm moving out and then that's behind me. I can't, I can't go travel in then. Because that's what that £200 a month or £300 a month is being spent on is, is, is living by myself. And I, I said to my parents the other day after uh, Father's Day, I was like, because obviously they're in their 60s, my mum and dad have both moved out by 20 or whatever. My dad owned his own house at like 21, which is ridiculous. Um, and I said like, when you had kids, did you think that it was going to be when you were kids and like, they were all gone by 18 and like, I'm still here at 25 and like, happily married <laughs> at 21 yeah, years old. I know, yeah. My parents like, were and I'm like, well, um... I can't really afford to move out right now. I could afford to move out, that is a lie. But if I, if I moved out, I couldn't afford to do anything else. I couldn't go out on the weekend. But I think it's... I'm very grateful that it's not like our parents' generation because oh otherwise God, yeah. I would have had to find a victim of a man and hook, made him marry me. Yeah. <laughs> everybody was married by the time they were 24, like, what, 30 years ago? But and We'd then, be getting, like, old spinsters now, like... <laughs> they're a bit on the I'm getting chucked to the side I am already wait but (laughs) (laughs) even more so but I think especially moving out and buying a house it was you know the The next step yeah like you said the standard that was the done thing but Mm. then it's so much harder to do that now and I think for me it took watching a video that bloody Gary V said who's Gary V he's like this entrepreneur motivational speaker you know inspired me to think this way about moving out he basically said something like along the lines of there's only two reasons why you're not living with your parents it's either a that you don't get on with them or b that you care too much about what people think of you and i listened to him say that it was probably like a year ago and i needed to hear that because i was like i am so lucky because i can live with my parents and i get on with them so well and i love slash appreciate it so much Mm. and b that was probably the only reason that I thought it was a bad thing to live with my parents yeah. was because I gave a shit what other people thought yeah. about it and really who actually gives yeah. a shit about that. And do you know what's annoying? It's, it's, and it's like me when I was working for a person, not not the people you, that you know. I'm not asked, like, yeah, my friends know that my mum had a sick and we have, I have a sick time living at home. It's the people that you don't know anymore that you used to know in high school and they say oh what are you doing now are you still living at home yeah it's like how i used to hate when um me and adam went traveling um and people would say like the just the, every single people you'd meet it was always like where you're from and then like what do you do was like your job it's like it's so like it's just i think maybe if you're not enjoying your job it's an annoying question like we would just be like oh well we work in a bar like it's just annoying. I don't know. It's just annoying. You didn't it. want that to like define you as a person, as yeah. what your job role was. Yeah, and and it's but it's it's so different sided because if someone says like if you say what your job is or you say you do some things like this, it's like that's really interesting. You want to talk about it, but for people who are struggling or they don't enjoy their job or things like that, it's like oh. But I still don't really think. Question. I think your job is part of your characteristic and part of you what you enjoy definitely but I don't think that's who you are as a person no like if somebody was to ask me to describe myself as a person it wouldn't necessarily be 
describing everything I do as a no, job. No, no, it, no, no, definitely not. But I know what you mean in the sense, yeah. like, for that kind of question, especially if you're not... That's how you assess someone's life. Yeah. But I understand it. What do you do day to day? That is the question, really. What do you go and do every single day? That's the job you do. But some people go and do their jobs. And it's like what we spoke about the other week when I said that, you know, it's not possible for every single person to find their passion in their job. Like, it's just... That cannot be possible. So, like, some people, you know, you go, well, yeah, I, I do do this. It's not what I want to do. It's like, I don't mind it. I enjoy it. But that's not my passion. That's not me. When you said that, that really resonated with me because it made me appreciate more that not everybody's going to find a job that they are absolutely thriving off. And it's yeah. like, this is who I am. This is what I want to be, blah, blah, blah. I really liked it when you said that because it made me think about different people's yeah and how they think about their job in a different way. Not Some I've people have got to do the jobs, and like it doesn't mean they won't enjoy them. Like say, like a cleaner, I would hate that job. Some people would enjoy that job, but I don't think most people would say it was their passion, even if they really love it. Mm -hmm. I don't think they would say that's my passion in life is is cleaning. Some people like to go into work, clock in, clock out, yeah. no matter what it is that they're and doing. And then they're saving that money because five weeks out of the year, they're at their house in Spain or they're doing what they want to do, they're climbing mountains, they're doing the thing that they really enjoy. They work them five days a week and on the weekend they're Definitely. doing that thing that they really love. So no, I, I feel like it's a bit of both, isn't it? It's like everybody wants... I mean, you have to enjoy your job. Because otherwise, I mean, that is the most of your week. It's the most of your life. So you need to enjoy it. But I just think statistically, not everybody can find their passion in their job. Because there will be too much of a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't deal with that. We can't deal with too much happiness. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I feel like we should definitely come to a close on the podcast. Okay. But I'm going to ask you one more question. Well, no, I'm going to ask you two more questions, but the first one is quite a serious one. Yeah. It is. And it's only because you love these creatures so much. Uh -huh. It is. What if you were a dog... Golden Retriever. This is your... Oh, I've got a drum roll. <laughs> drum roll? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Is it what would I be? What would you be as a dog and why? Drum roll. Because Golden Retriever's my fave. Okay. Fave dog. Why? <sighs> Cute, cuddly, <laughs> lovely. And do you know what? Actually, maybe I would be a Golden Retriever because I can... Oh, I don't know, actually. Maybe they're too lovable and exciting excitable is that a bad thing to be too no and i mean that was a great thing but <laughs> would you would you describe me as lovable and exciting yeah oh thank you excitable <laughs> i'm more like what's well, something a bit moodier a bit more of a bitch <laughs> like a boxer no i don't know i wouldn't be a boxer maybe tilly Aww. she can have she's a... too small yeah, okay. maybe like a labrador okay fat <laughs> fat but happy <laughs> Daisy is not pleasantly plump I will tell you that no F-T F-A-T words going on here no yeah I'm really it's joking. pleasantly plump oh yeah do you know what I'd be any fucking dog I'd love it I love them all okay I love that Daisy would be <laughs> any dog if anybody's listening but golden retriever Daisy wants a belly rubbed oh the last question though and then we'll bring it to a close is what is your mantra what is one thing that you live by every day and i ask everybody this question sometimes it throws people off but i feel like even if you don't have a mantra if there's something that you live by occasionally what would it be i mean the thing that i always try and tell myself which is what i've said in this podcast which i find it really hard to do is not compare yourself to other people and it and it's not something that i'm like it's my mantra i live by it i do it all the time it's something that i can't help but it's something i have to tell myself and it's something that i think people need to tell themselves as well and i think especially with social media and things like that you cannot compare yourself to other people I think I've always found it really hard, especially with 
especially with social media. Yeah, it is. And but hard even with even that. to do with like your friends and things like, I'll think, oh, why can she eat that and I can't? Because I'll just get really fat, or you know what I mean? I'll put on weight, or why why can they go and get that job but I can't get this? You can't compare yourself to the people because that's a completely different life. Yeah. They're, they're, they're asking the same questions about something else that you don't know about. Like, you just got to focus on yourself and sort, sort yourself out. Yeah, love yourself, love what you're doing and just try and make your own life happier. Don't worry about anybody else's. I like that. I love that. And what would you say is the best way to be able to do that? Without, obviously, I know, telling yourself that, but what would you say is the best way of doing that? Is Focus, it- it's fo- more focusing on yourself than other people. Not not worrying about what anyone else, just focusing on yourself, focusing where you're trying to get to, even if you don't know how you're gonna get there. Just ways to make your own life more positive. If you feel, if, if you feel good about yourself, you're not gonna be comparing your life to, to yourself to other people anyway. I love that. I like that. And it's I think it's so important as well, isn't it? And like you said, it's very hard nowadays with social media and stuff because even if you don't try and do it, it's inevitably going to happen, unfortunately, because yeah. it's so accessible to see X amount of other people's yeah. lives within the space of, what, 15 minutes? Mm-hmm. Like it's And the it's fake side there. of other people's lives yeah, that exactly. isn't real. And the best side. Yeah. Like, this is the most positive part of me ever but I think it's so important and I think self-love is a massive thing like you just have to be happy in yourself and happy with what you're doing and accept that whatever pathway is meant to happen is going to come to you yeah as long as you try hard work hard hopefully it'll I thought there was going to be another one at the end it's going to be start crying (laughs) no don't say that don't say that it's been a lovely conversation and I've really enjoyed it I've really enjoyed it it's just been nice to chat about life and you know at the end of the day sometimes life throws you a few shitters but yeah everything hopefully works out fine in the end yeah thank you very much Daisy thank you darling love ya love ya